Well, here we are. We're back. Episode eight of your favorite light entertainment podcast, The Last Call, with myself, David Griggs, and as always, joined by my esteemed colleague and um, good friend, Andy Kane. How are you, Andy? Good. I'm just going to start bringing you around as my hype man. Like that just felt good. Did it? Right there. It did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, did. I'm, I'm very good at introductions. You know, have you met my good friend and esteemed colleague, Andy Kane? And then you're out. Yeah, and that's just, it. I'm done. Mic drop. <laughs> right. I did my part. <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you. Likewise. Yeah. So um, we are back for another episode of The Last Call. Um, exciting. We're going to continue um, our um, uh, little mini series, I guess, we're doing um, on the subject of religion. Um, and, you know, just to be clear, we're not, we're not here to bash it. We're here to have a, an interesting conversation, one you might have at the end of a uh, booze-soaked evening in your favorite local establishment. And um, as always, um, I think you're going to tell us the the specifics of the question tonight and probably, as always, uh, outclass me on beverages again. So once you, you just get into it and, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll brace myself. All right. So I'm assuming you're drinking another G&T. Mm, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I picked up uh, this. This was from a local brewery called Counterbalance. It's called Abigail Blondale. Um, it's kind of like dark and dreary in Seattle right now, as it is in January. And I just decided, like, I kind of want a summer beer. I don't know why, but chose the Blondale, and here we go. It's it's uh it's nice. Is it is it something you've uh, had before? Uh, it, no, it isn't. Not not their blonde. So it, it's quite nice. The, the the brewery counterbalances is a is a good one. But um, this is the first time I've had their blonde, so I'm impressed. And before you get into the question, I will I will respond to your question. No, I'm not actually drinking a gin and tonic, although there is gin involved. I'm I've actually gone for a Gibson uh, Martini oh. this evening. Um, it's wow. one of my favorite um, Game, games that match you sir well i mean it's not it's just gin basically from what i can tell and you sort of show it the uh <laughs> you show it the vermouth on the other side of the room don't you <laughs> and throw just a few making cocktails the onions and so. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> anyway what's the subject tonight andy <laughs> perfect all right. So continuing on uh, our our little, like you said, mini series. I like how you you captivated it there. Um, the the question that we really want to tackle tonight is what's the difference between religion and faith? And this is a very existential question. It can go a million different ways, but I think it's going to be uh, just a very surface level dive into into the topic. Right. So the sort of dive you would take in the final 10 minutes of your um, you know, evening out with friends, right? So, uh, yeah. We, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why, why don't you tell me what you think the difference is? I, I think that, that would be super interesting to get your take. Yeah. So uh, I, I was thinking about this when you proposed um, you know, uh, th this topic, obviously. I was thinking about it. But I think going back to um, our previous uh, episode and when we were talking about religion, we kind of kicked this whole thing off and it was about, you know, kind of what is religion? Why is it innately human? And I don't think religion going back and listening to that, I don't think religion is innately is innate to humanity. What I do think is, is faith. And I think it's, uh, us wanting to put circumstances into the unknown, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I look at religion as kind of a structure around faith. So I would say like faith is the ingredients and nope, that analogy doesn't work at all. Let's, let me go back. I think really what it is is that faith is the raw material and religion is the uh, recipe that puts it all together and, and, and uh, yeah, I like that kind of society, right? Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of um, truth in that, that you, and I think though, it's also, I, I think following your ret cooking analogy, um, Faith, uh, religion is also about how you share that recipe, right? There's a there's a sort of social aspect to religion that says, you know, you and I agree that our faith is represented this way, and that can be quite constructive, and uh, certainly at a community level and a local level, because it it, it becomes a basis of um, common commonality and camaraderie almost right because you and i both happen to share the same views on how we express our faith but i think your point is well made that it's really an expression isn't it religion it's an expression of faith um that happens to be quite prescriptive um and perhaps even necessarily prescriptive because that's how um religions are typically um they're not so personal are they, they they're, they're shared by many <laughs> Yeah, I, I look at it as um, faith is very individual and then religion is very communal. And I think the community is spawned out of the like-mindedness of how one expresses their faith. Yeah. I think faith, though, also, you know, isn't always necessarily spiritual or religious, right? I mean, I have faith in England eventually winning the World Cup again. Um, but, the, <laughs> but misplaced faith, yeah, yes. quite possibly, right? So I think I think faith is also a broader concept in some respects, right? It isn't always spiritual, um, or maybe it is, but it's certainly not um, theological. Always, I guess, maybe in its, um, but it is this. Um, it's also fairly unassailable, isn't it? Like, I mean, you you, you can't use logic to uh, or argument to um unpick faith it's so intrinsic it's almost elemental isn't it in a way that you you know what i mean it's like you, there's no there's no decomposition on it. it's just there no, and it's a thing it, you know it is and it, it becomes part of your human identity and this is a callback to one right. of our earlier episodes as well but like it, science, scientists have shown that it really, um, when you start questioning um, a person's like being, what they consider their core values and their being, like there are physiological uh, areas of the brain that light up uh, that are completely different if you're having a rational conversation with someone. And I mean, we, this could go back to into that episode, but I won't. I won't take us there. But I think that's that's where you really start seeing um, why people are so protective of faith. And I and I, I don't know if we use faith and belief interchangeably, but um, you know, I, I like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be religious, but it does it does define us as who we are. Yeah. I don't think those terms are interchangeable to believe. Okay. Well, I know I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm always saying like a question because to me, belief in something can um, be 
um, supported by facts. I believe the earth is round. That is largely supported by facts. But my faith in something feels more intrinsic, almost um, amorphous, right? It's like, how, well, how, would you, how would you support with facts or data your faith in something that that those things seem at odds with each other. Is, does that does that sound right to you, or do you you think the, the those those two words are more closely mm. related than than I'm making them sound? No, I mean, I guess the question that pops into my mind is then can something that you have faith in be moved into something that you believe in because new data presents itself that can explain the unexplainable? That's that's super interesting. I almost think belief in some some things is supported by faith and in other things is supported by facts so my my belief that the earth is round i don't need any i don't need to have faith to support that but somebody's belief that jesus christ was the son of god has to be supported by faith and not facts because there simply aren't facts to support that right in any meaningful way or in any in any way that we would interpret as being facts today right so i almost think that belief becomes an embodiment of your more more the embodiment of your identity and you can support that or sustain that belief either through known established facts or through something much more personal which is faith right i think that 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 at least seems to make sense to me mm. yeah that's interesting i mean that and, you know, obviously when, at least in my mind, and this is probably how I was just, you know, given the way I was raised, uh, is that when you mention faith and religion, it always jumps to Christianity, right? But that's not necessarily the case. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I think faith is intrinsically human. Religion is not but because we're a societal or a, a social creature, do you think that religion is bred out of individuals coming together that have faith in something? I think ideal, idealistically, that's true. I think in practice, um, it's sort of true, right? I think, I think there is something um, warming and and about being belonging right belonging to um whether that's you know uh, social groups right essentially and what religion does is draw a common denominator across um an entire citizenry of people and say yeah. you know this is this is our embodiment of faith and so it becomes a little easier arguably becomes more accessible Arguably, arguably becomes more identifiable because you you look at it and if it resonates with you, like, well, that's that's what I believe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think it, to your point about being social creatures, it's easy for us to take very prescriptive doctrine and say, mm, close enough, right? That's kind of like what I was thinking I was believing. And sometimes it's it's not that. Sometimes you don't stumble on it. Sometimes you're it's part of your upbringing. It's you know you're indoctrinated essentially, right? But mm -hmm. but I do think religion is a broader concept which attempts to normalize the heterogeneous kind of like landscape of faith and provide a common denominator for people to agree on and say okay we are a group of people who belong to this religion and shit and our faith is therefore quantized into this you know bucket of beliefs 
um, which happened to be prescribed by that particular region. And of course, and, and somewhat unsurprisingly, geographically, somewhat geographically um, um, sensitive, right? There are parts of the world yeah. where Christianity isn't the dominant religion because um, of lots of social, economic, and historical reasons. Um, and so therefore, other religions, other expressions of faith have, have had a chance to flourish. And But they're all the same, right? Ostensibly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> there's this idea of a higher power, whatever you want to call it, right? Like, I don't, I don't particularly prescribe to one doctrine or the other. I was raised a certain way and had enough of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it goes back to this, this question of, uh, would religion be, this is probably even a bigger question. Would religion be a thing if faith wasn't part of uh, a personality? I think arguably no, right? I think this Ricky Gervais made this, of all people, uh, and I don't know why I know this, but he made this point on a um, quite publicly. He said that um, if you were to take all the religious texts and all the doctrine that's associated with every religion on the planet and you were to destroy it, completely 10,000 years from now, assuming human beings are still a thing. And I think that's a big if, frankly, yeah. <laughs> religion would come back because faith to your point is intrinsic, but the texts and the doctrine would be different. And that's a very fascinating <laughs> argument, right? Because it kind of, it's very supportive of the expressionist argument, right? You know, essentially religion is just a way for us to agree on some elements of faith that help us function inside society um but they wouldn't be the same christianity wouldn't come back i, I mean i'm kind of forgetting i'm kind of negating things like oral tradition and you know, the fact that some sure. things can survive texts being destroyed but if you were to somehow erase all religions if that was possible the ideas would come back they would just be different they would manifest themselves differently i think that's a very powerful hmm. argument i don't know i don't know what you think about that no, I think that's <laughs> Ricky Gervais is a genius on many levels. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's correct. I think there's just certain things within uh, humans uh, that that will manifest themselves, and this is and it's one of them, right? And you kind of go back to which we're we're going to be talking about is kind of religions um, influence on the arts mm -hmm. and society and and structure and whatnot is, you know, would we have the society we have today without religion? I don't think you can separate them, honestly. And that's why I like this. What's really tough is when you start getting into this, the argument of like separation of church and state. And it's like, can you? Right. Cause we're, we're at the end, at the end of the day, we're still all human and I don't know. Yeah, I, that's a super interesting, and I think that maybe we might have to we may have to keep talking about this for a while. I, I know that we don't want to like we don't want to beat this drum for too long because you know there are lots of other subjects. But look, we are we're already fifteen minutes in. We've we've we're well past our um, um, stated curfew. So I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize quickly first, and then I'd love to get your closing thoughts yeah. on this. So um, yeah, look, I think faith is to me a personal thing, and has many forms some of which happen to conform to established doctrine and some which don't. And I think all of that is incredibly positive um, and because it's very personal, um, very supportive and um, 
arguably and, and perhaps in all practicality a good thing. Religion is a way for us to take um, faith and express it in a way that's ultimately very social and um, brings about doctrine, rules, and things that people like, right? Boundaries um, and explanation for things that are very hard to describe when you have no, um, you have no kind of structure around it. And so I think that's that's the role that religion has. And and again, I don't think that in itself is a bad thing. I think we will get into perhaps in another episode where perhaps that goes astray. But that that would be my closing thoughts. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I'm not going to add much to it. I think the only thing I would say is uh, I think what's get lo- what <laughs> what gets lost just in the world today is that uh, religion and and faith are are personal and. Uh, just because someone doesn't believe what you believe in or your faith, like that is their prerogative. They can, mm-hmm. you know, that what's what makes them an individual. It's, I think, uh, I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, but people get themselves and society gets themselves in trouble when, when ideas are forced upon others. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that's that. That's a great point. <laughs> great point. Well, look, um, we have to wrap this one up as always. It's been a real pleasure. Um, we will be back next week with, I think we're going to do one or two more on this subject. So, um, if you're not enjoying these ones, just hold your breath. We're not going to stick on it forever. Um, but in the meantime, you have been listening to the last call with myself, David Griggs and Andy Kane, and, uh, we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, be curious.